Kind of synced it up there. Yeah, right, not bad. Pretty good. Cool, cool. Uh, episode seven. Uh, I'm Jack. I'm Rob. This is the We Can Edit That Out podcast. Welcome. And this is the We Can Edit That Out podcast about conspiracy theories. Is this podcast a conspiracy? It could be. Will people listen to what we say and think we're sending them hidden messages? Or have we been sending them hidden messages this entire time? Right. That, that's 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 what I'm wondering. So my brain is completely scrambled about the whole uh, basis of all of it. You got anything? I don't know if this is a conspiracy or not, but it's something that's been bugging me for a long time. Yeah, okay. And, uh, I was in the grocery store earlier this week, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a craving for veggie dogs. Mm-hmm. So I went to go get veggie dogs and buns, and... Again, the mm-hmm. packaging of veggie dogs to the packaging of buns is oh, completely right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, stacked against you. The eternal dilemma. Yes. How do you how do you sort that out? Yeah. So, for example, these uh, were German veggie dogs, and they came either in like a pack of three or five, mm-hmm. sometimes four. Okay. All the different brands didn't seem to have any sort of consensus on how many you should get. Mm-hmm. But just like in the States, the buns come in a pack of eight. So that's pretty standard worldwide then. I mean, not maybe worldwide, but Western, Western worldwide is that buns always come in eight. Yeah, it seems so. And for those of you who are not from the States, uh, a standard pack of hot dogs, uh, at least the meat ones, come 10 to a pack. So the mm-hmm. dilemma is that if you buy one package of hot dogs and one package of buns, you're going to end up with two extra dogs. So in the States, for that math to work out, you have to get, what, four of each before you... Yeah, yeah. Four packs of dogs and five packs of buns for it to like equal out to even 40? Yeah, I think that's the math. Um, or, 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 or you can put in uh, uh, two dogs in one bun. That's true. Uh, if you're a, if you're a how psychopath, how many times would you have to do that? Well, I mean, look who you're talking to. <laughs> um, I I I wouldn't mind a double dog bun. That'd be all right, you know. Yeah, uh, I mean, if they're little, it's okay. Or, or cut it half the long way, uh, both of them, and then just kind of like uh, smash it all in there. Oh, and, like and, and get yeah. wild with it, you know. Maybe mm. that's why people started putting hot dogs in macaroni and cheese. Because they were always left oh, over with got two, two extra. extra dogs Could and didn't be. know what to do with it. Huh. That's an interesting idea. So I don't know if that's a conspiracy, but I always thought, okay, big hot dog and big bun yeah, out they, there. They got together. Yeah, and they're like, we'll, we'll create a, a paradox that can never be solved. So right. people will always have to buy one or the other to keep the supply chain going. Yeah, exactly. I got two extra dogs. Oh, well, I might as well buy another pack of eight, you know? And then, oh, well, now I have to buy another pack of 10. And, oh, I have this many left over of this and this many left over of that. And you can never win. You just keep giving them all your money. And and they're the ones who win, you know? And eventually you die of a heart attack. 
Well, yeah, I mean, I suppose most people do these days. But uh, this this is my question. Uh, you have found veggie dogs in, in Germany, packs of three, packs of five. Is that true for just veggie dogs yeah well i mean i don't i don't buy meat hot dogs here so i i can't speak to that but it seems completely arbitrary i never really understand how they're coming up with these quantities so is it the same in the states though because i know the regular hot dogs it's always 10 but are the veggie dogs sometimes in different increments well if we're talking like the field roast dogs from seattle those yeah. come in packs of four usually. yeah I okay, so. okay, okay. Either so, packs or two. I think they were, yeah, there there were four. So it's the uh, it's the veggie industry that's uh, overthrowing the corporate mantle of uh, the dog to bun ratio. Huh. So in many ways, it, it is better to uh, eat veggie than than meat. Something uh, I think a lot of people don't think about when when they're uh, considering a, a a vegetarian diet is the. Uh, the amount of dogs you get per pack. Yeah. That's I, something so mundane. Why would they? Yeah. I read some <laughs> I read somewhere that the well, that, So why are you a vegetarian? Too many dogs. Just too many dogs. That Oscar Meyer, who is like the largest producer of hot dogs in the United States, came up with their pack of ten because each individual hot dog was like 1.6 ounces, and if you had 10, you got 16 ounces, so you got one pound of product. Pound is 16 ounces. Yeah. Well, whereas the buns, the buns are baked in pans that <laughs> are the width. Buns a lot. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. funny. <laughs> okay. Anyway. The buns are baked in pans that are wide enough to hold four in a row, which is why they come in sort of a, a unit of four that mm -hmm. are kind of loosely connected. Mm -hmm. So they decided that you know eight was the standard uh, amount. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It all seems very fishy to me, and I, I still think there's some fat cats at uh, Oscar oh, Mayer yeah. who are like, uh, you know, smoking cigars and yeah, yeah, drinking yeah. snifters of brandy and oh, laughing yeah. at our expense. I'm kind of going non sequitur here, but why is the entire world on the metric system uh, except for the United States of America? I, I always felt like there was some sort of conspiracy behind that too. Is it is it Americans just not wanting to move forward in reality or is there some sort of i mean it's called what america has is called the imperial system right mm -hmm. which comes from imperial the imperial uh, united kingdom uh, owning all all the world back and back and back when they did my history is poor so uh, i'm just gonna say back when they did and why has America refused to change when even England, who came up with the imperial system, has moved along. You well, know? you know, interestingly enough, in the U.S., there was a big, a massive campaign mm -hmm. um, to convert everyone into the metric system. Yeah. And work. it was met with upheaval and people were <laughs> outraged by it. I thought you were going to say it was met with Rick. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> with a guy named Rick. You know, metric. Uh, sorry, yeah. they tried in the U.S. or like the government yeah. tried a coordinated effort, and they were like, "Okay, on this date, we're gonna switch to metric, and this is how, this is your calculator, and this is how you do right. everything." And everyone was so freaked out about it that they just gave up. Right, and that's the only reason why. Okay, so this is my personal freedom. You can't tell me to count by tens, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, or measure right. by tens. Sorry. <laughs>
I measure by 16 and a quarter sometimes, whatever. Yeah. But I mean, mm. the U.S. has been full of weird stuff like that. I mean, that's yeah, like yeah. why we even, why milk is even a thing. Right. Why, why, why do humans uh, drink milk in general? We're the, we're the only animal of the entire world that drinks milk after they've been weaned off the teeth. Yeah. Uh, well, I believe that was World War II when they were stockpiling milk okay. for the war. And at the end of the war, there was a huge surplus of milk that was like floating around the United States. And farmers were told to like, you know, increase and increase production to make sure they had enough for their reserves. And then all of a sudden there's all this milk sitting in like storage facilities that can't be used. So they created a whole campaign about how every American household should always have milk in the fridge and all mm. the benefits of drinking milk. And it was really a way to make sure that the farmers didn't get completely screwed over from all this overproduction, but it also created, you know, a, a huge industry out of it, which is uh-huh. really weird. I mean, it's, it's, it's nice for them to uh, 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 keep, keep in mind that, jobs for dairy farmers but uh that's 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 part of it because i was thinking like well okay 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 uh so before then uh they just used milk for cheese and cheese related products and they didn't really have like milk in the fridge but they were still using milk for cheese and cheese related products and that's still true basically using milk after you're weaned off the teat but I think it was more of like a specialty item. Like they weren't necessarily having kids drink milk until around that time. Right. It wasn't like a, like a, you have to drink your milk when you're a kid or you won't uh, grow up to be big and strong. Yeah. But there's something in that. I mean, there is a lot of calcium in milk. So uh, get your bones growing. More, more information than I have. Yeah. You know? I still think the creepiest thing you can ever see is a grown adult drinking a glass of milk. I think it is one of the right. weirdest, grossest. No, things. it is weird. It is weird. Who goes out to dinner and orders dinner? And, 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 and would you ever see that? And with, with with your dinner, what would you like? Can I have a uh, glass of cold milk, please? <laughs> that would be such a red flag if you were on a date. I mean, have you ever seen that on a on a on a, on a menu? You know, uh, drinks uh, cold milk. Like what the fuck? You know, never thought about that. Is there a conspiracy behind that? I don't know. I think there's sort of like an underlying... I don't know if it's really a conspiracy, mm-hmm. but I feel like there has been a history of intentional misinformation surrounding food. Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. There's the, the whole fabricated food pyramid thing. I think that was also post-war, uh, not necessarily uh, for, from stockpiles, but it, that it was easier to have the population fed with a cheap easily produced product like uh, bread you know and, and bread related products so they put the high carb stuff at the at the, at the bottom of the food pyramid uh, as the biggest you know as a thing you needed to consume the most even when it really wasn't it was just the cheapest easiest way to to feed people you know and it made them feel better about uh, feeding their kids tons and tons of bread just to fill them up at the end of the day but now we're seeing like that's not actually good for you, and there's a lot of people with the uh, the uh, paleo paleo diets and, and things related to that, you know. And I don't want to get specifically paleo because people also think that's a weird thing, you know. 
uh, what all you eat is meat and vegetables. It's like, that is weird paleo, but, uh, I don't know. Do you think there's, do you think diet culture is a conspiracy? Um, well, yeah, but why? Uh, I don't know. I mean, is it a conspiracy if people are just trying to make money off of it? But, but, but you can almost, is anything, is, is, is being vegan, is the whole vegan movement a conspiracy to get people to do something else? Is it vegetarian? Is, is meeting, eating meat in general? Is that, is that a conspiracy? That's the thing about conspiracies. You just, you get into such a rabbit hole with them. It's almost like why I didn't want to do this episode because I, I know myself and I start getting in a rabbit hole and I start winding into it too much. That's why at the very beginning I was like, I don't know, is this, is this program even a conspiracy i have i have no idea at this point you know our podcast is a conspiracy so that's why i asked you you know like well well, what what do you got that's interesting you know conspiracies is a lot to unpack um it can be are there any conspiracies you believe in it's not conspiracies i really believe in but i think there's conspiracies that i think are funny like that the the moon is a projected image in the sky hiding a planet that's going to cause the apocalypse on the earth a lot of flat earthers like that one apparently and uh, that uh, the uh, the dinosaurs uh, built the pyramids i actually looked into that Uh, nobody says they built the pyramids some people are saying that they helped that there's actual evidence that they had dinosaur-like creatures carrying the stones but i don't know oh fuck this is gonna be a hard one (laughs) i didn't realize dinosaurs were so handy yeah, I think they can be. They're big and they can pull a lot of weight, you know, <laughs> like your mom. <laughs> hey, we said at the beginning, no mom jokes, but you know, you know what we always say on this show? We can edit that out. <laughs> but that's one interesting thing about uh, conspiracy theories is that they turn into crackpot theories depending on who is the person putting them out there. If the person putting them out there is a crackpot, then it becomes a crackpot theory. Yeah. And how do you how do you how do you define who and who isn't a crackpot, and what is even a crackpot? I just said it like five times in the same paragraph. You got anything? Uh, what, what the fuck is a crackpot? I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> somebody whose pot is cracked and it's leaking all the soup out. You know. I guess. And it'll always come back to soup and underwear with me. Yeah, you know, there are people who believe that climate change is a conspiracy. Right. Those people are generally considered to be crackpots. I would like to think so. But if you're looking at it from their perspective and their like bubble, everyone who's running around saying that, you know, the climate is changing and we're all gonna like die in a burning fiery hellscape on earth, in their minds we're all crackpots too. Right. So is it is 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 there some sort of uh, universal standard for who you can actually call a crackpot, or is it just a relative thing? I don't know. If you believe it, and that's the interesting thing, if you believe it, everyone else is crazy, and uh, the people on the other side believe uh, they since they believe it, everyone else uh, on the other side is crazy. Because I mean, really, you could say about climate change that I'm not defending climate change crazy people, but you could look at it potentially and say well the climate does go in waves in history so how do we necessarily know for a fact that even though our climate change is in the extreme and the human production has been in the extreme are those two 
definitively related or is it like what do you call it ad sequitur or some shit where where your your alarm goes off at eight o'clock every morning and the train goes by and after afterwards and you think that your alarm clock makes the train go Mm. by and if you don't have your alarm on that the train isn't going to go by so one day you don't set your alarm and the train still goes by and it blows your whole theory out of the water. You know, is it, is it like that? I don't know. I mean, I know the science is that the climate change is definitely a thing, but is human involvement in it, uh, what is actually causing it? I think that's kind of irrelevant. I think, uh, whatever humans could or could not be doing to increase climate change is just damaging to the planet anyway you know burying like nuclear waste in, in the desert shit like that oh we're getting heavy fuck <laughs> didn't want to get too heavy what, what about what about what about conspiracy theories about alcohol that's always a fun topic conspiracy theories about alcohol there really isn't any right? I, haven't, I haven't heard of any neither have i you know I mean, there were actual conspiracy things that happened in Czech Republic. There was all of this bootleg alcohol being distributed to the bars and a bunch of people were dying from alcohol poisoning and then they had to... That's not funny at all. It's not funny. (laughs) I don't know. I'm just trying to think of stuff. I know, I know, I know. I mean, the U.S. had prohibition. That was weird. Yeah, you know, that's where the cocktail came from. Prohibition? Yeah, that wasn't necessarily a conspiracy, but uh, uh, everybody used to drink alcohol straight before prohibition. And the bathtub gin they were making during prohibition was so terrible that they had to put something in it to make it drinkable. So that's where the cocktail actually arose from. I'm not positive on that. Uh, I only talk about things I think I know, not actual facts. This is not your informative podcast. Do you, you think know? the bathtub gin wasn't good because people weren't cleaning their bathtubs before they were making gin in them? You think they were like cleaning themselves in their bathtubs before they were making gin in them? <laughs> <laughs> They're just bathing in gin. It actually does. Uh, it's like my twenties. <laughs> It's kind of like saying, well, our, our, our meth lab is also an actual laboratory. <laughs> you know, we are uh, splicing genes and making meth. That's kind of like a Breaking Bad uh, plot line, though. Hey, we still live in our crack house. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a house. Right? It's not just all about crack. I think you call it a conspiracy theory when there's no definitive proof. That's why I almost feel like uh, people can still do that climate change thing because I feel like, I don't know, uh, our, our viewers can, can write me emails and, and send me the links that, that give science, actual scientific evidence that what the humans are doing is creating climate change. But I mean, like I said, just in general, I think everything we're doing that could potentially be led to climate change uh, uh, should be, should be curtailed over overproduction over over pollution all of that you know i think one of the conspiracies around that is the industries somehow trying to convince people that not separating their recyclables from their you know food waste 
was the primary cause of environmental damage and climate change (laughs) besides like massive industries polluting and emitting all sorts of toxins into the air at grand scales this is weird because it almost makes me sound like some sort of like right-wing conservative and and uh, i don't feel like i am but uh uh, the whole recycling conspiracy. I totally believe in recycling. I recycle, but I also realized that to pick up my recycling, they now have to send two trucks, one to get the actual garbage, one to get the recycling. So having an extra vehicle on the road creates more greenhouse gas, you know, and, and carbon pollution, you know. That's the conspiracy. Okay, people are concerned about this. Let's give them something that makes them feel better. It doesn't actually help. Well, there's that thing they didn't really want to talk so much about publicly in the U.S., and that was that China was buying the bulk of all of our recyclables. So China would send us products, right? Uh And then we have all of these... I say we like we still live in the U.S., but we don't. But, right, right, right. Okay, so China sends the probably US, in the West. China sends well. the U.S. shipping containers on boats. It's full of products, right? Right. After they take out the products, they have a bunch of empty shipping containers, which normally they would sometimes send stuff to China with, but right. a lot of times they'd be sitting on a surplus of shipping containers and okay, not really okay. know what to do with them. So what happened was China started developing a market for recycled material, and they were buying. Mm huge quantities of our recyclables uh, from the U.S. We would put the recyclables in the shipping containers and send it back to China. And they had like this really good back and forth supply and demand thing going until... But that sounds like a good thing. It was a good... Well, it kind of was a good thing, but uh, the previous... Because you don't have uh, the the shipping containers going back empty, which is a waste of fossil fuels again. Sure. You know? Sure. But what happened, a lot of people in the U.S. thought that their recycles were, recyclables were going to like a magic recycling plant that right. you know, turned everything into, you know, shopping bags and new water bottles and stuff. But mm. really, we were the largesse of it was going overseas to China. Mm. And the previous administration started a little tariff war with China and in the beginning of that administration and then China cut off the recycling stream. Mm -hmm. Like they were no longer buying large quantities of recyclables from the U S from Canada, from Europe. Mm -hmm. So now there's sort of a question like we were probably generating more recyclable material than ever before. Mm-hmm. particularly with all the huge advent of like online shopping. There's there's so much more cardboard and boxes and everything yeah, floating yeah, around. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is all of it actually getting recycled or is it like, uh, are we just, do we just find like a weird island to dump all the cardboard on or something? Everybody notices that when they order something from Amazon that they get a, a small item in a giant cardboard thing, you know? And it's like, why was that necessary? That was actually one of the jobs I had in Seattle. Is I worked in Amazon's I remember packing that. plant. At the, at the, at the, at the, what do you call that? The flagship. Yeah, it was like the it was flagship a, uh, base. It's the original, the, the original base. It's the original used base. To be a, 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 a children's hospital back in the seventies that uh, I actually uh, went to when I was a child. So yeah, you, yeah, can, you was, can blame it all on me. It was the worst job I've ever had in my entire life. I, I only had it for it. a week. Uh, but I worked in the 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 shipping department, the pa- the packing and shipping, yeah. and you're basically sitting on like a big conveyor belt assembly line, 
and they have like five or six different sizes of box that uh-huh. on the beginning of the assembly line, like the book, the package of bo- like the, the books and the CDs or whatever oh, yeah, yeah. with the packing slip on top of it came down the line. And then as fast as you possibly can, you grab the closest box to you that yeah. is like right size to fit uh, it in the mm-hmm. next person throws the the blister pack the the air pack into it and uh, it just goes down the line like that that's the thing it's like uh, uh excess waste caused by uh the need for uh delivery speeds which is based on convenience which is based on uh, that's that's how the world will end is people not being able to give up their convenience yeah. you know and if you look at the why uh, why is there so much pollution? It's because people are just uh, obsessed with convenience. They can't be without that. You know, I I have to have my prime. I have to have it by tomorrow. I can't wait. It's mm-hmm. not convenient. Well, you know, the 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 need for that is what has led to so much extra shit in this world. You yeah. know, and it's weird that companies like Amazon obsessing and focusing so much on trying to make their customer experience the best it can be. Yeah has all of this super dark downside to yeah, it, yeah. to the rest of society as well that people don't really think about. Right, because because the best customer experience is that you got it on time, not that you got it in a properly sized container. Yep. Which is the human condition, you know? Uh, you, you'll complain about the amount of packaging that is involved in something, but you won't get irate about it. But you get irate if it's if it's late to your doorstep, you know? We gotta have that convenience, you know? Oh, well, it's not so convenient to throw away an extra amount of something, but it's super inconvenient to have something a day late. It's like, that's fucked up. That's what's gonna kill off the human race. And that's not really a conspiracy. That's just a, a fact of the human condition. Yeah, so we got real heavy. <laughs> Let's take a moment to digest that. Take a moment um, to digest that. Listen to a song that we wrote. <laughs> try, try, try not to slit your wrists. We're going to come back with funny jokes. We've actually prepared a lot of funny jokes. So, yeah, uh, we didn't actually prepare a lot of funny jokes. I just kind of wanted a cigarette, and uh, uh, things were getting too too dark and going down the rabbit hole on conspiracy theories. But the whole extra packaging thing of Amazon is not good for the environment, but I'll tell you one thing. Uh, when, when, when they send these giant boxes with nothing in it, I put them in front of the door to take out to the recycling, not the trash, the recycling. And my cats fucking love playing in these boxes. You know, I don't know why cats love playing in these boxes, but you know, we'll buy them toys, no interest in toys, but our, 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 our refuse, our garbage, what, what have you, uh, they will play with that stuff for hours. I drop a hazelnut on the floor of my apartment and they will play with that for hours. <laughs> you know, I'm serious. It's like, why did I buy that flippy fish thing? Uh, all they needed was a, a hazelnut. They just wanted the know? box the flippy fish came in. Uh, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, that's exactly right. You know? Oh, well, what do you think of this toy? Box is awesome. Okay. So 
I, I, I mean, I don't know why. Do you, do you know why cats love boxes so much? Here's a question. What? How what? come no one's came up with cat box? Cat box. Yeah, you just buy Because I think that's the, <laughs> that's the general nature of cats, is if you bought a box for them, they would look at it and go, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, I don't like that. But uh, that box that the box you bought for me came in, uh, that's amazing. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what what drives in that. Maybe maybe our viewer can. Am I doing that too much? Am I am I appealing to our viewer too often to say, can you please write to us and tell us that, or should we just figure it out on our own because well, no, I, nobody I, gives a shit anyway. I think the bigger issue is that you keep calling them viewers. No, but I've I've dialed <laughs> that back to viewer. Not like I like I'm not the on the plural anymore. I'm on the singular. I, that's not the issue. The issue uh, is that you're calling them a viewer and not a listener. Well, <laughs> I don't know. There's no cameras here. Have you 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 do know that? Oh, uh, aren't there? Well, there's probably isn't, isn't that a conspiracy? You know, maybe maybe there's a camera in your in. Your, I mean, we we are living in East Berlin. That's true. There there used to be. Cameras, yeah. listening. Devices. I probably have a spooky DDR neighbor who's like uh, ah, taking you, pictures yeah, through yeah, like yeah, a you know sandwich or something. Thing. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I I don't I don't have cats, so I don't know. Why don't what... why why don't why don't you have cats? This place would be perfect for a cat. You know what I mean? Well, I'm, I'm allergic to them, so that's like a downer. Well, but I, I mean, think there's a bigger issue, and okay, that is okay. that it's funny to say this now, but yeah. I feel like I'm not home enough to like uh, <laughs> <laughs> to to have an animal. But in general, when we're not in a pandemic, right? I travel a lot. I like to you know stay out all hours yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I, if I had an animal, if I had a pet, I would want to be present for that pet and to be able to be like okay. a good companion to it <laughs> rather than just to have something I'm neglecting in my flat all the time. And that's actually the primary reason why I don't have pets. Okay, I would okay. love to have a pet, but I need to be in a different point in my life before I can start being responsible for another living being, I think. That's why I don't have a dog because mm. they're even extra time consuming. You have to take them out all the time because I have had cats multiple times, but uh, in Seattle, uh, everybody lives in houses. So uh, you just have a, like a cat door or a, a window that's open all the time or, or you just let them in and out, you know? And I was always okay with that because it's like, well, the cat is still a free, free living creature, free, free acting creature. I don't know. But uh, uh, the, the, this is this is the first time in my life I've ever had uh, inside pets, and I was very against it because I don't like putting a cage on things. I think it's just weird. It's like uh, I don't know, making a prisoner out of something and then showing it love and affection. Well, of course it loves you. It has nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, it, it actually just develops Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Or like Plato's cave. You know. Do you what think I mean? if you opened up the door to your flat and let your cats run out, they would just leave and never come back? Or no, our cats are terrified of the outside, and uh, there's a reason for that. Is because one of them only has one eye, and one of them has no teeth, and they're rescue cats. And they would not have survived in the wild or on the streets or even as outside uh, cats without us taking them in. Uh, anytime I've taken Lucky, the one-eyed cat, outside of the flat, he's terrified. 
because all of a sudden it's two-dimensional to him again. And when we got him, he ran all over the apartment, knocking things over, jumping up as high as he could, on the top of everything, and we just could not stop it, which is what a kitten normally does. But uh, he did it excessively to the point where I was like, what the fuck is up with this cat? And I realized he was mapping the whole apartment out by running around it. Hmm. So in his mind, even though he only sees in the two dimension, since he's mapped it all out by jumping all over the fucking place, uh, he has a three-dimensional feel for it, like a, like a natural feel for how far things are away, you know? I mean, one of, one of the funniest things is, is seeing him uh, hunt flies because it's like... He'll jump at it. It's like, no, wasn't there. <laughs> keep, keep trying, bro. Nice trying. We love you, but you get that triangulation. Yeah, going. exactly, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, that that's that's how I reconcile uh, putting something in a cage. Is is that uh, they would not be able to survive without my help? Um, are they living a better life with me? Are they looking at me sometimes? Like, I just, I honestly, I wish it was dead. You know, I mean, cool. You, no, you guys you give, kept me alive. You guys give those but, cats quite a bit of love. I don't. No, I, I think so. That. I think so. Give them love. Give them food. Give them a place or a roof over their head and cleaned up their shit. Hey, that's another reason why I would never have a dog. I was watching this person walk down the street the other day with their dog, and they stopped for the dog to shit, and they had the bag on their hand, and they had to move their head in such a way. So they're looking at the dog's ass, waiting for the shit to come out. And I was like, <laughs> man, that's just not how I want to live my life. It's with my head up something else's ass going like, you going to shit yet? So I can pick it up with my hand. <laughs> Think about how the dog feels like the dog, you know must, I mean? the dog must just Fuck. be like, and my master is obsessed. Right? Are you? Are you? Yeah. Are you? Are you, are you gonna, a scientist? You gonna sniff my butt, or are you just gonna stare at it? You know. I mean, I mean, when is it foreplay? When is it not foreplay? You know, you're you gonna stare at my ass all day before you sniff it, or what? Come on, don't, don't, don't dance around it. Get, get your nose in there. <laughs> know what I mean? So, and then, and then, to to have that bag on your hand, and then just dive right into a hot fucking pile of steamy shit you know it's like well i mean i don't know uh, cool that people love their dogs but i'm not trying to be anti-dog or anti-having dogs or anything like that but i just i i find the idea of it degrading to me to to that that is that is my life when i leave the apartment i stare at a dog's ass and then i fucking pick up warm shit i don't know that's that's not my thing of course i do clean up the the cat box not half the time, but, you know, I, I do an okay job of picking up my responsibilities, picking up their shit. There was a story uh, that I read a long time ago. Uh, I don't know if you ever read this, about space aliens that come to Earth, and they're talking about the dominant species on the planet. Like, yeah, they, they do nothing, but uh, people take them out for walks all the time, and then they... They clean up their shit, and they have this most amazing life. And, and they're talking about dogs being the dominant species on the planet as opposed to humans. And if you think about that, it's kind of true. You know what I mean? Huh? I mean, who has, who has the domination of the human 
species. Yeah. The dogs aren't walking around with... Who has the domination of the planet? Human poo dogs and, do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. We treat these dogs like they're kings, you know, emperors. Can I get your shit, sir? <laughs> has it come out yet? Let me get my head in there and find out. Ooh, it's coming out. Okay, but we didn't want all this to be about shit and cat shit and dog shit, you know. We didn't. Um, I don't know. It, it goes where it needs to go, I feel like. The podcast or shit? Well, Roy. <laughs> Both. Both. My God, it's a conspiracy. I, I, I mean, I love having pets. So you're allergic to cats. Um, I've lived with several cats that I've grown very fond and close with. I don't hate uh, cats. No, no, I know you don't but, hate cats. You but love, I'm allergic you, to them. And it's when not you come over, great. you love my cats, and yeah, it's a great, great thing. But but I can tell that you're like, okay, but uh, okay, love you for a minute, but I don't want to sneeze my fucking head off. So that that's it. I have to draw no. the line somewhere. I wish I wasn't allergic to cats. Are you allergic to dogs? No, not at all. In a perfect world, you would have a cat or a dog. I would consider myself more of a dog person. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I don't know how much of that is just based on me being allergic to cats, but I also had a dog when I was really young, mm -hmm. and uh, I generally find dogs endlessly amusing. Fuck, I would be so happy to have a dog as a pet. That's yeah. kind of that's kind of my ideal scenario too. Is yeah. you know I don't want to have a dog when I live in a tiny. Apartments right. surrounded by apartments right. in the city. The day that I do get a dog, let me uh, put it uh, that way, because uh, I will have one. Or little or, doggy, I will have you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have some like open, at least a yard or some open space or or something that the dog could have a very grand sense mm -hmm. of liberty to mm -hmm. like cruise around and uh. explore and come find weird stuff and bury it so so here here's here's the thing if you were to have a dog what breed would it be i actually find smaller dogs far oh, more charming no. okay, 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 okay not necessarily like the super hyperactive ones that are like all over the place yeah, yeah, all the yeah. time but i've always had a massive affinity for dachshunds dachshunds i think dachshunds okay. are just adorable. Okay, okay, okay. All my friends that own dachshunds, I commend them for amazing taste. I just think they're adorable. I always have. Yeah, dachshunds. So, uh, dachshund would be like on the top of my list. Okay, okay. But they do come with their own complications. They end up with like back problems because of their, yeah. you mm -hmm. know, tiny legs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't know. I think they're. I think they're adorable. Funny thing about dachshunds, they're also called a hot dog. That's true. Yeah, uh, which which comes back to the beginning of this episode. Uh, yeah, we started talking about hot dogs, and now we're talking about hot dogs again. But I wanted to know why do they call dachshunds a hot dog in particular? Well, I mean, it's just the shape of their bodies. They're shaped like they're, they they weren't necessarily called hot dogs. They no. were called wiener dogs. Wiener dogs. Oh, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Wiener dogs. Okay, okay. And maybe there's a little bit of wiener. Wiener also yeah. means something from Vienna. Right, right, right. And maybe like uh, they make some sort of connection between the meat product and the the animal that right. way too. I mean, uh, just to, just to, like. Set us up for a good joke. Uh, it popped into my head. I was like, "What's the difference between a hot dog and a wiener?" 
Uh, it just went through my head, and you can you can go anywhere you want with that one. Well, what what's the difference? <laughs> I don't know. Come on. Oh, I thought you were telling everyone a joke. No. Oh, that's worse. I thought in my head, I'm like, what's no, the that's difference? Wor- that's worse than telling a joke. What, that's like, what's the difference between a wiener and a hot dog? Went through my head. I'm like, oh, if I say that out loud, everybody will be able to laugh at me and go, you don't know the difference between a wiener and a hot dog. Uh, wiener is a uh, child's uh, 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 slang term for uh, uh, the penis. Um, <laughs> It's funny. You, you could not have said that more awkwardly. That I know, I know, amazing. I know. Right, right, right. When you say penis really loud, it, it becomes funny. You can go, the penis. Uh, or you go, the penis. And then it becomes funny. Okay. Uh, uh, this could be the episode called Jack says penis five times uh, in a five minutes. But anyway, hot dogs and wieners and penises are all funny. That's all funny stuff. They, yeah, they, they definitely can be for sure. I don't know how to segue out of this. I don't know. We're 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 getting we're getting close to to. to I kind of want a hot dog though. again now. Uh, why why why? I mean, to be perfectly honest, the only reason why I brought up craving a veggie dog was because I'm obsessed with relish. Okay. Right. 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 Because right, right. I love pickled uh, stuff. You love anything pickle based. So pickles and for me. A hot dog is nothing more than a vehicle to get as much right. relish and sauerkraut into my system right. as possible. Right. It's like a car makes no sense without people inside. You know what I mean? Totally. So, so, so uh, the, 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 uh, whatever it is, is the car and the people inside are the relish. Yeah. But we could do a whole episode on food and maybe we should. Because I, I think th- we opened up a okay, little bit okay. of a Pandora's box here. We opened so. up a can of worms. We opened up a can of beef. We opened up a can of mock duck. And uh, people on the, on, the, on, the, on the thing, they don't know that Rob is uh, an amazing cook. And I am not. So this will be interesting discussion, I think, for the next podcast. Uh, Rob eats a mostly plant-based vegetarian diet, uh, some fish. I eat vegetarian and plant-based as well, but I also eat meat and fish as well. So we're not really going to go into the politics about that, although it might come up, but uh, I think we're going to talk about uh, funny food stories. Yeah, and, I think uh, there's quite a bit. What, what, what's, what's the best food to slap your friend in the face with? Hmm. Uh, stay tuned stay tuned all right we're out yeah until next time uh this is rob this is jack and ciao Ciao. (laughs) (laughs) we do that every time we can end that out we can end that out You're waiting for me to start. I'll start. Hey, kids who are actually over 18, uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram, our Instagram is Rob. We can edit that out underscore podcast. So on Instagram at we can edit that out underscore podcast. Right. How do you underscore something? Like, like I didn't score enough. I underscored it. Yeah. It sounds self-defeating. Uh, you can also oh. find us on Facebook. Right. At, uh, uh, we can edit that out. Am I supposed to say something else?
No, I mean, you, you did great. Hey, uh, and our email is uh, we can edit that out podcast at gmail.com. Try that one more time because I can't it, read your writing. It's W C E T O. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. How did I read a whole fucking sentence out of four words? Makes no sense. Okay, anyway, our email is uh, W-E-C-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Try that one more time, but put the letters in the right order. Okay. Uh, Our email is W-C-E-T-O podcast at gmail.com. Did I get that right? You got it right. All right. right, right, That's perfect. Yeah, send us your uh, questions, your your burning questions, your thoughts, uh, yeah. recipes for yeah. uh, apple rhubarb crumble. Right, right, right. Um, your hot takes on apple rhubarb crumble and whether or not it's a good thing or not. I want to find things you found in your pocket in my mail as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs>